This is the Down to South London podcast, where experienced investor Jeroen Hopper talks to real investors south of the river. Lots of people say that you can't make good investments in London. Jeroen will talk to real people who are. Welcome to the Down to South London podcast. Today I'm joined by Faith, Faith Locken, who runs a popular YouTube channel called The Property Hustle, and she is a fellow investor in South London. So um, take it away, Faith. Why don't you tell the audience a little bit about what you've uh, been doing, your background, and, um, and why you're here today? Well, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Uh, and thank you for creating the podcast, actually, because, you know, South London is where I've grown up um, pretty much all my life. And it's nice to have a podcast that's specifically dedicated to my area. Um, so my background, I am a commercial surveyor at JLL. Um, but I also invest in property on the side. Um, I have buy to lets in Nottingham, which is in the north, so not South London. Um, <laughs> um, but I have done rent to rents here in, in South London. Awesome. Okay. And you have done, we'll delve into that in a minute because I, uh, I obviously do a little bit of research on who I get on the show. Yeah. And um, it, it was really interesting, actually. Let's go into that now. So you basically handed back your rent to rents. Yes. Tell me why you did that. I mean, it's the management of it. Um, I work a full time job mm-hmm. currently, um, and the units that I got kind of fell into my lap a little bit. I'd overheard my mum having a conversation with a friend of the family who was struggling to let her property out as a as service accommodation, essentially. Um, she was heavily pregnant at the time, living with her partner, her flat was sitting empty. Um, she kind of just wanted someone in there, really. So I said, look, you know, let me take it over. I'll guarantee you a rent, um, you know, and however much you needed to kind of cover the service charge, because it was an unencumbered flat. Sure. So um, all she needed was like service charge, ground mm-hmm. rent, that covered. Um, and then I, it was a one bed flat. You know, they always tell you that, you know, to do an HMO or to do a rent to rent, you need multiple rooms for it to work, etc. in South London. But mm-hmm. it was only a one bed and I got someone in there paying 800 a month. Mm-hmm. And I was paying the landlady five, 450. Um, and wow, yeah, so what's, what's her number? 450 for a one bed? <laughs> She was just, she, like, I think, I think she got to her wit's end, really, and um, was just kind of, just wanted someone in there. Um, and it was only for, I think it was about six months before she then she had the baby and then they moved back into the flat. But in those six months, oh my goodness. Like, I had, the tenant was a good tenant, paid on time and everything, but, like, things like, you know, the boiler breaking down or something happening um, where I'd have to take time out of my day to call someone to go in. Um, and I was just a one-man band, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did that, and there was another unit as well that I did a similar thing with. And then when it came to the end of those terms, I was just like, do you know what? I've tried it. I've seen that it works. Um, but until I'm in a position where I can actually manage it myself and, and or get someone in place to manage it, I thought, you know, it's not for me right now. Sure. No, I appreciate that. And, and a lot of um, people, they go into rent to rent because it's uh, effectively a, a low money in strategy, right? Mm. Oh, I want to be a property investor, um, but I don't have hundreds of thousands of pounds to buy in South London. Yeah. What should I do? Oh, oh I'll get a rent to rent because, yeah. you know, you pay the landlord a deposit or, or not or whatever, and you just pay a monthly fee and you sublet the rooms, yeah. right? So you overnight, you become a property investor. But in my opinion, you you don't become a property investor overnight. You become a property manager overnight. Yes. 
And my major bugbear with that is that 99.999% of people that do rent to rents, um, whether they've taken a course or not, um, they have no property management experience for one. Mm. And secondly, they have no formal education on property management at all. Now, you, we both have worked in agency, you, mm. you're still working in agency, so I would say that makes us infinitely more qualified than the next rent-to-rent -rent operator, right? Yeah. yeah. You come across people that are into rent-to-rent -rent all mm. the time, and, and as do I. And my first question always is like, oh, so you know, what happens when you do this? Are you regulated? Are you this? Because yeah. you know, as as an agent, you have to be a member of an ombudsman scheme yeah. or a redress scheme, exactly. whatever. That's a client accounting, CMP, all that sort of. And people look at me and think, but I'm just doing a rent to rent. Yeah. Like, yeah, but you still have to comply with all that. No, like, you must get that all the time as well. No, I think compliance is is a huge thing. To to be completely honest with the units that I had because it was with a family friend there was you know I didn't follow the you know getting myself regulated and all that kind of thing um, which I would highly recommend anyone that's going into rent to rent to do because essentially you're creating a business mm. the last thing you want is for something to go wrong and you know there's no recourse the, the, the landlords that you're serving need to be able to know that you know if something happens they can essentially you know get their money back or come after you <laughs> That sounds awful. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think like that's what kind of bugs me. And now I'm in a position where I've got capital to deploy mm -hmm. and I'd like to be able to, you know, put that into a rent to rent operator. And I'm kind of taking my time. I've been watching, you know, social media. People are always posting, yeah, I've got my second, third, fourth rent to rent mm -hmm. unit or whatever. So I've been kind of tracking different people over social media, like, you know checking them out and then speaking to people that have either mentored them or worked with them to understand you know are these people legit like how do they operate mm -hmm. before i decide to put my money with them you know because you've just yeah you've got to make sure that they they you, having one unit doesn't make you a property investor yeah, no. you know or, or yeah so i think makes you know like property manager doesn't <laughs> it? <laughs> that's it that's it yeah um but yeah Okay, so um, coming back to what we were talking about earlier, so you are going from rent to rent mm -hmm. to developments because you've got capital to deploy. Now, capital deploy is, is an interesting topic because in fact, I was having a conversation with someone on the phone today about capital that they have to deploy and they were picking my brains about what I was doing with the um, ex-local authority apartments. Mm. And I was saying to her, um, well, it, it's a little bit tricky because of refinance, this, that, and the other. Um, what sort of developments are you looking at now? Yeah. Okay, so I should preface this by saying I work in commercial investment and development. So I'm used to dealing with really big lot sizes, you know, your eight, nine of, figures. Yes, exactly. Um, but so for me, I look at development and I want to be able to build, you know, houses, units, you know, 10 plus units. Um, those are the kind of developments that I'm looking at at the moment. Ambitious, which, I like yeah, it. <laughs> which in London at the moment, I mean, the residual values are clocking anywhere sort of in the, in the millions really. Wow. Um, to kind of, I was looking at a, a deal today um, for, to, for four houses, four four bed houses um, down in Croydon. Um, and when I ran the numbers, the residual value was coming out at 1.5 million. Um, and the person that had kind of put that in front of me and asked me to run the financial analysis on it was like, oh yeah, yeah, that's what the agent has 
asked for. So the numbers worked in that sense. But like, those are the kind of figures that I'm talking about at the moment. So I personally don't have that capital to invest, but I think it's important to network and I've got people kind of ready in the wings, ready to invest with me or to fund my developments because they kind of, they know I've got the experience, I've got the know-how um, to kind of, yeah, yeah. Go, go forward with these projects. That's, that's really awesome. And um, for, you know, a lot of people that they think like, wow, how do you get into property investments? It's very capital intensive. And uh, the thing is like a lot of developers, they don't use their own money, right? They leverage. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just getting over that mental barrier of, wow, I'm going to have to fundraise that much. And because you're used to dealing with, you know, eight, nine figure sums on a daily basis yeah. and you're appraising massive, massive projects, you know, you know about SIL and 106 mm. and all that sort of thing. This all becomes a lot less daunting for you. I, I suppose a, a lot a lot like my property management experience yeah. makes me you know, taking on a 10 bedroom HMO and that we were talking about before. Yeah. And that's that's no problem yeah. because you know, hey, guess what? It's actually just like five. You just get more more moving parts, right? More tenants to talk to and more tenant changeovers because yeah. life and all that sort of thing. Um, everything just happens on a slightly bigger scale. So what would you say to people who are looking to get into property development? I mean, where's a good place to start? hard for me to say because I, I feel like I've been in the field for so long but I tend to just go I get in my car um, if you don't have a car go for a walk start looking around you for, for sites for potential sites if I find something that I look that looks like it could you know be a development opportunity so it could be a dilapidated property it could be a garage you know at the end of a of a row of terraced houses something that kind of looks out of place that looks like it shouldn't be there and mm -hmm. That's the kind of opportunities that I look for. When I identify that, I then go on to land registry um, to get the, oh, I don't know if I should be saying all of this, yeah. I don't know. But um, go on to land registry, get the, um, the owner's details, and then I will run an appraisal on, so on, um, on sort of land registry, you can have a look at, I think people use land insight. Yeah, that, you know, there's, insight. There's, there's certain Numbers. platforms that you can find out, you know, the acreage, um, and from that you can kind of you know break the numbers back imagine what you could potentially build on it you know if it's at the end of a row, row of like terrace houses which are all four or five beds okay you imagine you can get permission to build so you were saying find the sites first i yes. mean you, you mentioned about finance and mm. things like that how let's just rewind a bit right <laughs> i'm i'm joe blogs yes. i'm i'm a wannabe developer um so do, I, I found a site yeah. great the numbers i think were yes and then I need to prove that I'm credible to investors. What do I do? I think you should, first of all, get out there, get onto the property investing scene, go to networking meetings. Um, there's a lot of sort of training companies out there that provide you with, you know, one day courses, two day, whatever, where you can learn the basics of it. Mm -hmm. um, I was fortunate enough or maybe silly enough to go through the whole getting a master's getting qualified route so I'm I've got the benefit of kind of having all of that experience but I think if you can get some experience under your belt network find someone that's doing what you want to do um find a you know a local developer an SME developer um and just partner with it say to them look you know I'm just trying to get experience um you know I think I can relatively run you know analysis on sites I'm getting sites can we, you know, partner together and, and be prepared to not 
earn any money or to not see any kind of profit like monetary yeah. value um in you know in the first kind of deal or so just to get you know learning really and the, and it's a tricky thing isn't it because you you think to yourself what comes first the the job or the experience well they, they kind of both come at the same time don't they yeah and rewinding a little bit to a conversation we were having before the um the camera started rolling yeah. um about this instant gratification thing you know people want it now 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 and I would say to people that are looking to leave their job and jump into property full time mm. that that's probably not the wisest thing to do is that you need to build up that income stream on the side first exactly. doing something like you say running numbers or you know learning how sites work and that sort of thing and when you when you've done it a few times then you know network and maybe transition into working for someone part time and scale your own job back part-time yeah. and, and take it from there yeah um, I was lucky enough to have a few properties to see me through mm. before I developed all the um, the ex-local authority flats I did yeah. um, but you're currently in a transition phase at the moment you told me just just now that you were looking at the next step so yes. tell us about that so I think I've gotten to the point now uh, I've been working you know in the professional corporate property industry for the past five years. Um, I'm qualified chartered surveyor for the past two years now. Um, and the deals that I'm doing are huge deals that should excite me, but I'm just kind of like, I wanna be doing them for myself. Mm. Um, and so I'm looking at transitioning out, but every sort of developer that I've spoken to, cause I've sought advice from people that are doing what I eventually wanna do. And they've all said, make sure you've got your cash flow. Like, like that is, cash flow is king, is, yeah, is the yeah. phrase, isn't it? Um, because ultimately, I'm gonna go from a steady income job to literally not necessarily knowing where the next paycheck's gonna come from. Absolutely. Um, and that's where I'm like, okay, I need to build up my, um, prop the income that I'm getting from property, from buy-to-lets, rent-to-rents, whatever it is, to the point that it matches my current salary, or gets to the point that it can cover just my expenses for the month. Yeah. Um, and then I've got, fortunately, some savings that I've been saving over the years that enough to kind of cover me for six months as well, a little bit of a six month buffer. But yeah, so once I'm comfortable that the cash flow is relatively um, regular, then I'll be like, okay, I can hand in my notice now. Yeah, cash flow is so important, isn't it? And I was saying, my sister was over from America this weekend and she, she was, asking me about property developments and mm. stuff like that and I said well the reason that I don't want to go into property development do like big units like what you want to do and I admire it fantastically <laughs> but I, I'm I'm a simple man with simple taste yeah. so I I don't want the stress of it and and I said to her like there's two big developers who've gone bust in the last six months and basically it was a case of too much risk um things went wrong in in the project you know mm. they overran or they didn't sell for what they were supposed to sell for and they didn't sell in the time frame that yeah. they were supposed to sell yeah. in so you know you, you're looking at equity partner investors who you know they want 30 percent return on their money if a project takes twice as long they're getting 15 percent, right and then you've got extra factors like the debt um, need servicing as well. If you're, in, you know, if you're doing a development, that development's not cash flowing, no. is it? You can't like rent out a place that's not finished. Yeah. So you've got zero cash flow, and you're you're literally losing money hand over fist. Exactly. And if you then wrap your Porsche around a tree, well, <laughs> then, then you're really in trouble, aren't you? So, 
Um, or, or if you're in a yacht in the Maldives or what have yeah. you, people are going to get quite upset. You know, I know you want to escape your problems or what have yeah. you, but I think the the essence of it is that things go wrong yeah. in property, right? Things go wrong all the time. And I was talking to someone earlier today about uh, my staff and I said, oh, oh, the girls I've got working for me, they're absolutely amazing. And they're, they're both parents, they're both mums and they have amazing foresight. So when something goes wrong in a property, they'll already predict the next thing that needs to be done, right? And you'd think that these big property developers have a level of foresight, as in they've built a house before, that, you know, things might change, yeah. things might go wrong, but still they're taking this amount of risk. Mm. And, and you know, look where we are today. No, exactly. Um, friends of mine, they, um, and, and there's one friend in particular who has a, um, who has a podcast, uh, he has a rodcast as well. <laughs> Rod. Um, yeah, Rod. Shout yeah. out to Rod. Shout out to Rod. Uh, he, and I know uh, Rod won't mind me saying this, but Rod is the most conservative man with figures that I know, and I respect him and admire him uh, uh, immensely for that, because if, if Rod's, going to do a project he's going to make money if he goes to some kind of simple crowd thing i will put my money on him yeah. all day long because he'll have done the due diligence to the nines and he will make money and when he says oh i'll make about 20 grand he'll probably make 200 grand yeah. you know, he's that conservative he's, he's amazing um but you would think that these these big developers they're conservative as well especially when they're scaling over like oh i'm splitting a place into like 300 flats or whatever you know you, you get one yeah, you're out by 5%, you're out 5% exactly. of 300 flats, you know, it's, it's amazing. Um, so having said that, you've obviously thought ahead of the game, you have buffered, you know, a bit of cash flow, all the rest of it. When do you think you're going to make the move? Oh, the last time I spoke about this on TED Talks, yeah. <laughs> I had a few colleagues listening. Oh. <laughs> I think I heard you say you're going to... That was ages ago, though. I know, I know, I know. Okay, all right. Okay, he had to press me. Because I know people are going to listen to this and they're going to hold me <laughs> accountable. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give myself a little bit of buffer. I'm going to say December this year. December this year? Yeah. Okay, so you're going in the, the new year as a, as a quote-unquote full-time property manager. Exactly, okay. exactly. That's what I'm going to do. Okay. I, I'm still amazed that story that you just told me about the, the pregnant lady trying to run an essay. Um, it, it just baffles me, you know. And yeah. It, I've, I've got this one landlord who won't pay for any repairs as well, and he, he's a doctor, and he insists on coming to repair the blown-down fence panel from Storm Edna or whatever we had. Mm. Uh, himself and I, I said to him look man there's a reason why you've you're a doctor you've got this buy to let you're paying me to manage it you know it's going to cost you 80 quid a night in the travel lodge you know you're traveling down from god knows where I stand I can't remember where he lives now you know and then you go slap up this fence panel like you're going to bring all your tools just, well, you just let me pay a handyman yeah. no I've been stung before it's like why am I managing this house again yeah can't believe it um but this is why when people say or people are, you know, confused as to why a landlord would let someone manage their property, these are the exact reasons why, because you're, you know, you're supporting them or helping them because they're not in a position to, to manage it themselves. But mm. it is annoying when they then get in the way of you managing it. Yeah, well, I, I collect the rents on time, like the standing order comes in every month, yeah. it's, it's ideal. Yeah, I'm getting paid for nothing, effectively. But yeah. there you go. Um, now that's, that's really good. Um, so, uh, 
the topic du jour mm-hmm. as down to South London. You're a um, South London girl, which yes. I like. You looking to invest close to home? I am. So my kind of remit in terms of looking for development schemes, I'm. I, I for, having a property buying my first buy to let in Nottingham has made me realise that. I do not want to be investing anywhere that's not 30 minutes from uh, 30 minutes drive from where I am. Yes. So I've literally yes. <laughs> You've I've, seen the light. Yes, I've seen the light. I thought I think cuz back then when did I buy? I was 23. I'm now 27. I was 23 when I bought it. You're much wiser now, I'm sure. Yeah, much wiser. Got a little bit more money in the bank. <laughs> back then I was just so desperate to get onto the ladder that I was just like Where's cheap that I know the market because I worked yeah. as a estate agent a little bit in Nottingham and I went to university there so I was yeah. like I know I can buy property up there but honestly I was like I don't I don't want to have to do that I'm actually driving up next weekend because my tenants are moving out and I've mm. got to and I'm just like no this time with developments especially with developments because you're going to have to be on site more regularly all the time so I've literally drawn like as you know gone onto Google you know you can do the like the measure yeah, distance yeah. so I've done that yeah half an hour drive done the circumference. That's why I'm looking, going to be looking to invest. That's good. Mm. That's good. And and are there any tips for uh, juicy areas for juicy sites? To be or honest, are you keeping those cards close to your chest. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I think I, I've I've, do, I've been seeing a lot of deals working in Croydon, but I'm like, who wants? Sorry. <laughs> 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 I, I just feel like people talk about Croydon being, you know, the next market, and I'm just like. I Personally, I just wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't live in Croydon. But it's, it's got a lot going for it. You know? It's got box park. It's got like how many trams that yeah, fall over and things. I swear, and like twenty-seven years on this earth, and I've been on a tram once in point, like, and I didn't even know how to. Well, I've been on it twice, so that proves <laughs> that it's a viable form of transport. Um, but yeah, no, Croydon um, seems to be re- relatively popular, um, and yeah, that I'd say Croydon. I'm looking in Lewisham as well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose Lewisham, there's big gardens and things. So if you do get something with a corner plot or mm. a backland development or something like that, it could, yeah. it could work because the gardens are no, a lot bigger. Um, I know that from from experience, like you go slightly further out and down the A3, so in New Malden, Kingston, the garden, and yeah. Epsom, you will. Oh my God, the, 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 the site I value today was in Kingston. I cannot believe the property values out there. Yeah, it's Jeez, quite high, it's isn't four it? Four units, and the GDV was four million. Yeah, absolutely. It was around Coombe, Coombe Park or something. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's ginormous around there. I was like, what? Yeah. Maybe I'm missing the trick here. Maybe I need to go a little bit further out. I don't know. But exclusive, I was yeah. freaking because it it came you know came across my desk. It was four units. I thought four units in Kingston. Mm. These numbers aren't going to stack. And then I started looking at the comps. I was like, get the hell out of here. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of millionaires that live um, along that Kingston Hill that where the university yeah. is. That's mega popular. Like big detached houses there. It's really really. People want to live there because it's right by the A3, right? Mm. So people commute in and out, whatever. Wow. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, it's a thing. Yeah. It's a thing. And bigger houses, like, you know, it's cheap by the square foot. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You just get lost. Like, they were coming, the values were like six, 600, 700 pounds a square foot. Mm. I was like, okay. Yeah. That's, that's nearly on par with the average flight and clap. Yeah. Like, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Anyway. We're going to wrap up there. I think, um, I think we had a good chat. Like, yeah, we did. I... I'm going to appear on the property hustle yes. at some stage, and we are going to talk about. See, Faith and I are polar opposites. Um, 
I don't have hair, she does. Um, but in the sense that, uh, so uh, Faith went from rent to rent to development, and I went from development into rent to rent. So we're going to talk about that on Faith's property hustle. So if you haven't already subscribed to the property hustle, if you haven't already subscribed to the property hustle on YouTube, then I invite you to go down to YouTube and subscribe yourself on there. Uh, because uh, this good-looking bold Dutchman will be appearing uh, next to an even better-looking uh, woman with hair. Um, so I'll be on with Faith on the Property Hustles, so watch out for that interview. And um, thanks for tuning in to Down to South London, and hopefully see you next time. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe on Stitcher, SoundCloud, or iTunes. And please do give a five-star review to help me reach others also. Are you looking to invest in London? Why not reach out to me to see how I can help you? See further information at www.yarunhopper.com.